Hello Pirate Nation. This is Russ McKell, Superintendent of Riverview Community Schools. And this is Jason Gribble, Director of Curriculum Innovation and Grants for Riverview Community Schools. And we want to welcome you to Pirate On. This is a podcast designed specifically to give you insight into the great things that are going on in our district. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Pirate On. Pirate Nation, I am here with Dr. Russ Bacall, Superintendent of Riverview Community Schools, and Ms. Brenda Sidewright, Director of Instruction and Intervention for Riverview Community Schools. We have compiled a list of questions based on everything that's been going on with COVID-19 and want to be able to share some of the answers that we've received with some of the questions that we've got. I'm going to throw some questions out to these two, and they're going to answer them just to help put some of your mind to ease and give you some answers to some of those unforeseen questions that you may not know moving forward for this school year. So we'll start off with that question first, Dr. Kell. What will learning look like for the remainder of this school year? Uh, first, I'd like to say thank you, Mr. Gribble, for having us here to, to answer some of these questions. I think this is a great opportunity. So what is learning going to look like for the remainder of the school year? Once we got Executive Order 2020-35 from the governor that basically outlined how we are to continue providing educational services for our students in our community, we were able to put together a nice team of teachers and administrators. Uh, There were about 20 of us together, and we put together our continuity of learning plan that is a requirement through that executive order and has to be approved through Wayne County Resa. We were able to complete that plan and get that approved, and our teachers have been working um, and doing a lot of professional development to put that plan in place. The continuity of learning plan is available on the website, as is the grade level expectations for elementary, middle school, and high school. So basically what that's going to look like is our, our teachers are working in their individual grade level or content level PLCs, They are working on what the expectation should be for the next seven weeks of instruction. We'll be doling out lessons and content one week at a time. Uh, We'll be using Schoology to make sure we push down all of that relevant information. And we'll also do a schedule of time for the instructional teachers to meet with the students via Schoology conferences. So they'll be able to have that live interaction. They'll be able to do different subgroups. Um, We're going to use all of the technology that we've been utilizing for the past couple years to really work as the backbone for our instructional platform for the next seven weeks. Uh, For our elementary students, um, they're going to continue to use eSpark, they're going to continue to use RazKids, they're going to continue to use Khan Academy. All of those things that we've had in place, we're going to now give them different quests, different assignments, different milestones, and really we want to make sure that they have the technology resources necessary to, to get that instruction and that help they need in partnership with the parents and, and uh, older brothers and sisters that are at home and also have that opportunity to ask their classroom teachers those questions too. Um, so that is how we are planning to move forward for the remainder of the year. For those that don't have the necessary technology or things that are missing, we can do um, some paper packets if needed, but we are really trying to use um, the Schoology and the instructional resources because those are much more abundant and comprehensive for the needs of all of our students. By doing this plan, we were able to get it approved so that our school year will not be extended 
past our original date of June 12th. So we, we will be able to finish our school year as planned. So we won't have the expectations for the students to make up anything else or extend their year. So anything that uh, families had planned, they can continue with those things um, as they normally would. This is new content moving forward. It was a little bit different when, when we were first closed due to COVID-19. Um, at that point, we provided a lot of supplemental resources and enrichment resources. Even though some of those are still going to be kind of the same things that we're going to use, we do now have an expectation and the ability to provide things to keep our students on track. There's not going to be a penalty or a detriment to our students if they are not willing to do that. We realize this is a difficult situation and a big adjustment for everyone. We just want everyone to do the best they can to continue to move forward and we really want the, the students to to once again re-engage and know that school is important and, and they are important to us so we can keep their learning going for the school year and we hope to begin the same time as scheduled for next year. We, we will continue to have our same start update as we have continually done that for the past few years and we will see what learning looks like for next year and we really look forward to to really having everybody come back to our buildings and come back to our classrooms. It's not the same without them. Yeah, it'll be nice to get back into our routine, not just for the students, but for the staff as well. So that was very informative, and thank you for that a lot of information there. So hopefully that answers a lot of those questions. Mrs. Sidewright, is Schoology the only way, only format that we can use the teachers and students to communicate with one another? We do encourage you to use Schoology because all of our teachers will be giving information out in Schoology and all of the work to the students in Schoology. Although you can also email your teachers at any time. Our teachers are here to support you and our staff's here to support you through this process. So email will work as well as contacting them through Schoology. And you should be receiving a form from your teachers on a regular basis about a health form. If you're not getting any information, again, phone calls are always easily accessible. You could call up to the school and make sure that those teachers are receiving that message as well so they can reach out that direction. Dr. Pakel, my student has missed a whole trimester of chemistry, which is going to be a stressful situation. What can they do to make up that last trimester preparing himself for college in a year? Well, Mr. Gribble, I know at the high school level, a lot of the teachers in the college prep courses and in the advanced placement courses, that third trimester for those year-long classes, they still have um, some material that they still need to continue uh, to cover. So they're going to be able to do that to the best of their abilities remotely. Uh, they will have the opportunity at the high school level to interact with the instructor to make sure that they have all of that necessary information moving forward. I know that when the instructors got together, they really fine-tuned what the essential expectations were for those um, advanced classes. They're not going to get the, the same amount of material that they would have before, but we are hoping to really focus on these are the essential things that you definitely have to have moving forward. For that third trimester of chemistry, if, if that does not work, you still have the ability next year to take that third trimester and build it into the schedule. It's not going to be a detriment if you don't. There are certain things that we know our students need to, to have prior to going to college and for those placement things. So I, I know that chemistry is one of those. I know that pre-calculus is another one. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of those advanced classes that 
those teachers have really done a great job preparing to get that information out and make sure that that necessary learning continues to the best of our abilities under the situation we have. That's good to know. Who do we get in contact with in case we still don't have a device or we need help with internet service? In this process, we're also here to support you. Um, you will be receiving a wellness survey every week. You can let us know on there if you do not have a device or internet. Um, people will also, teachers or staff members, mentor teachers may call you. Um, if they haven't heard from you, you can let any teacher in the district know as well as your mentor teacher. In addition, you can let your principal know as well. So any Riverview staff member you wanna let know about not having the internet or device, um, we will make sure that you get that as soon as possible. That's good to know, especially, you know, I know we've done a lot of drop-offs and pickups already, but I know there's probably still some families that still don't have access to those devices or have internet. So we're gonna do what we can to help you out there. What is the difference between virtual learning and remote learning? I know those two terms are being tossed around a lot right now, but. In essence, what, what are those, what's the difference between those two words? Right now, when we talk about virtual learning, we really are dealing with courses that are done through our uh, virtual academy. Those courses are completely designed beginning to end to be done individually on a computer screen with just a mentor teacher checking in or to be able to grade assignments only. For those students that were signed up in our virtual academy, their programming has really not changed due to the shutdown of COVID-19. Those courses are continuing to run as they have in the past. When we talk about remote learning, we are talking about a situation where you still have the classroom teacher that is basically in charge of that instructional programming only instead of now sitting in the classroom with the student, we have to do it you know, via distance. So that's why we are using Schoology as much as we can to, to have those uh, different conference times. We're also using it to send information and um, assignments back and forth to get that immediate feedback and still allow a lot of opportunities for students to work in groups and things like that. So the, the biggest benefit from the remote learning is that you still have um, that teacher that is readily accessible and really being the, the leader of the instruction that is going on at that. So even though we've taken away face-to-face, -face, it's a virtual face-to-face, -face, so the, the students still get to see those teachers. And it doesn't matter if it's elementary, middle school, or high school, those options are still available across the board. That's correct. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time preparing and getting our staff ready so that they became very familiar with um, Schoology conferences, which is that face-to-face uh, interaction. I know some people are very familiar with either Skype or Zoom or uh, Microsoft Teams, which are kind of synonymous. This is, you know, and also FaceTime on your telephone. So it's, it's not like we haven't had these remote things going on before. It's just now with um, Schoology conferences, they're more secure. Uh, it's only accessible to the people that are in that classroom. Um, nobody else can jump in or Zoom bomb as, as we've been hearing you know, in the news. Really, everything is already tied to our learning system, which is Schoology. So all of the academic content is readily available and all of the class lists and subgroups, all of the different um, Lexile scores and everything else are readily available to the teacher and the student. Sounds like Schoology was a wise choice with us moving forward as a district. You know, I, it was, it's nice to have a good solid head start on that for our high school folks. This is their third year of action and for the rest of us, it, it's really our second year of growth. We've done an awful lot and, and I'll be honest, um, you know, you and Mrs. Sidewright have done a lot of experimenting with this as well in finding out what the capabilities are 
of Schoology. We've really branched out with our tech team and, and we've had to move a lot quicker. Uh, Schoology has a lot more pieces and, and components than we thought. And being able to really now have that base knowledge and kind of bring these other pieces in has been a, a tremendous asset to our students and to our staff. And I think we should probably give a good shout out to Jen Barchek, teacher from the high school, and Sue Jeffries, one of our technology directors, Mr. Gill. They were very instrumental in, in getting Schoology here and doing a lot of the training and stuff like that. So I think it's important. I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but those are the three that right off the top of my head, I think we need to give a proper shout out regarding bringing Schoology on and having the tool to be able to, in essence, do what we're doing now with our remote learning. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's been those three that have done a tremendous job of really training every, you know, so many other members of our staff to where each building now has at least two people that they are the, the Schoology go-to people for that staff. And, you know, having that trainer train, the trainer model in our district has been uh, it's been tremendous, and it's really it, it's helped ease the anxiety for our teaching staff to really get them confident in using these tools and, and getting these things out for our community. Great. Mrs. Siderite, all right, knowing that you're involved with the instruction and intervention, you really hone in on literacy. How do we get more reading materials or books to our children during this time when we really want them to just read? So one of the most important things you can do with your children during this time is to have them read or you read to them. Um, so if there's a chapter book out there or a book that your um, kids want to hear, now is the time to take that family time and enjoy some reading. Right now, if you log on to class link, you will see that there's Raz Kids for Students. On there, they have endless amounts of books. Um, that students can read. They're all digital. If there's a topic that your students specifically is interested in, if you let the teacher know, they can search by topic and also assign your students some of the books by topic so that way they can choose. Um, in addition, all of those books are leveled for the students and so it's at their instructional reading level, which really means it's their just right level for them. Um, so they will be able to read those books um, and understand and comprehend what they're reading. It's also great to have them read you those books as well. For some of our older students and for our nonfiction lovers, um, Raz does have fiction and nonfiction, but um, News ELA also has books um, and articles that are leveled for students um, starting at about the third grade level and they can search by topic. And then you can, um, it's leveled for the students, but the students can also choose a level that works for them. So let's say they start reading an article, it's a little too hard, they can go ahead and click on a lower level or a higher level. And it's the same article, just at different levels. And then there's questions and different activities students can do following the book. In addition, if you wanted to schedule a time to pick up some books to borrow, you could do that. That would need to be done through the principal and would need to be done during um, the food pickup time at each elementary school. Which leads us right into the next question is, what is our process now for the, the meals that we've been providing to our community? That's another great question, Mr. Gribble. Um, before I answer that, I want to just absolutely do a tremendous shout out to Jeff Edwards and Shalina Porter and our food service department. Uh, what they have been able to do and how they've been able to adjust to get the number of meals out to our community um, is just phenomenal. Uh, I think at the last update Mr. Edwards has given us that we've been able to distribute over 35,000 meals 
during this shutdown uh, to our community. In addition, I want to thank our police chief, uh, Chief Rosebaum. Through him and his connections with uh, Gleaners, we had a, another food uh, contribution uh, presented to us where we were given over 100 of their student backpacks, is what they call them, for uh, meal service. We're looking at making sure that if anybody is in need, all they have to do is contact uh, the building principal or food service director to just make that request. We will do whatever it takes to get the food service out there. Uh, right now, we are down to twice a week distribution. We are doing a Tuesday distribution and a Friday distribution. A Tuesday distribution will give um, each student a breakfast and a lunch for three days, and then on Friday, it is a four-day distribution box. Everything comes in a box. Everything is is healthy choices. It, it, you basically come up and you can get any, you know, a single box for every child that you have in your household. I really want to encourage our community to to be good neighbors um, during this time as well. If you know that there is a child down the street that has missed the distribution day, but you know that family is in need, please feel free to distribute those uh, meals on your own or contact the school so that we can do that. We really want to make sure that during this difficult time that um, all of our students have meal distribution um, as necessary and no one is being turned away. Uh, right now our um, supply chain is going very well. We've been able to, to work more efficiently and really limit our, the exposure for our food service staff who has really been um, a godsend through this process. And I don't want to mention any names because I know I'll forget somebody. But we have so many staff members that have dedicated their time to come up and help either load boxes, load bags, get on the buses, do meal deliveries to those different areas. That I mean, if it wasn't for those volunteers, it would have made this process definitely difficult to meet the needs that Jeff and Shalene have been trying to to take on. Special thanks to all those volunteers. Those secretaries, teachers, custodians, everybody that stepped up to help out, a special shout out to them as well. Yeah, it's really been a tremendous point of pride for our community that we've had an abundance of volunteer support from our entire teaching staff to make sure that this essential service has been taken care of for our kids. Everyone has really stepped up at this time. It's a nice little, nice little thing for our community. What if a child has questions regarding some of the tasks that are being offered by their teacher? So all of our teachers have times listed in Schoology where students can log into Schoology conferencing and can meet with the teachers. There's also weekly office hour times that you can spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your teacher asking questions. I know the teachers have thoroughly enjoyed seeing students, quote unquote, um, and spending some time with them. I know they really miss them. So I encourage your child to log in during those times to ask questions or just to say hi. In addition, if one of those times do not work for you, you can send them a message on Schoology, you can call the school and leave a message for them, or you can email them and they will get back to you to help you and support you through the process. What's really most important is that your child is not frustrated during this time. Um, this is new for the children as well as for our staff. So we're doing the best we can to detail out directions and to scaffold assignments to support the students. But if there's any frustration that's happening at all, please contact us or um, log on to one of the times with Schoology conferences so the teacher can support your child through the process. We in no way want this to be frustrating or overwhelming to your child. In addition, during this time, we have all of our RTI interventionists working. They have reached out to students 
who have previously been enrolled in RTI, which is Response to Intervention. They are also here to support students through this process and will be meeting with students to support them on reading or math. The secondary level may be completing assignments or making up work from the second trimester to complete that was um, maybe due prior to March 13th. So they are also on board to support students through this. We got many things in place to help help the students if they're struggling. So. Absolutely. If you reach out to any staff member, they will put you in contact with the right person. Great. So obviously we got to talk about our seniors, Dr. Kell. Are there any plans for graduation ceremony or the other senior events at this time? Yeah, so the abruptness of this shutdown, I think, has been very frustrating for for a lot of our high school uh, students. Not only did some of our high school athletes get their season shortened, but then, of course, we have all of our spring athletes never had a chance to get their season to begin. So as much as I would like to say that all of the sports banquets that were missed are going to be made up and that the prom that was missed is going to be made up. It's, it's really not a, something to say that's practical right now. But to be honest, we have made plans for graduation because that is very important. That is a crowning achievement for 13 years of hard work. So we want to make sure that we're doing the best we can to provide that opportunity. As of right now at our high school, we have moved our graduation date from June 4th, which we know we will not be able to comply and be in compliance with. We have moved it to August 4th um, and we've given notice to, to everyone about that. We hope that we will be able to have that event. Right now we just have to wait and see what kind of new guidelines are going to be coming in. Uh, what that event will look like may be different. We do need to do something to recognize um, the accomplishments of our seniors. Right now we're hoping that August 4th will give us an opportunity to have as close to a typical traditional graduation, but that is something that we are going to have to make adjustments and plan as we go along. And knowing that a lot of this stuff is still up in the air because we don't know what the governor is going to be saying or how far they're going to extend the social distancing and the stay home, stay safe process. So it's it's nice that we have a plan, but there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. Yeah, the, the important thing is we're, we're going to make sure that we're going to be safe first and foremost. These seniors didn't put in all of this hard work um, and their parents didn't you know, make this much of an investment in their education and their development to, to put their safety at risk for, for this ceremony. We're going, to, we're going to be smart and we're going to do the best we can to, to try to honor our, our senior students and um, make sure that we're maintaining their safety as well. So Mrs. Sidewright, I keep hearing that we're doing stuff on Schoology, that the assignments are in there, but the, and the links are on ClassLink. What if we're having trouble getting into ClassLink? What should we do? So for those of you who aren't familiar with ClassLink, um, ClassLink has um, an icon for all of our used websites or apps that we use for the district. And so when your student logs into ClassLink, what will happen is they can just simply click on what they want to log into and they won't have to put in a username or a password that is all done and linked for them. And any of the apps or websites that they need are all in on one page for them. In order to get there, you have to log on to ClassLink. I know that the principals have all sent out newsletters this week and there's information on how to log on to ClassLink and how to troubleshoot that. In addition, if you're having problems, you 
can let your teachers know, you can let your mentor teacher know, you can also let your principal know. And we will assist you in getting logged on there so that way it will be even easier for your students to complete the work because they'll just be able to click on the app and then they'll automatically be logged in. And that's the benefit of having that single sign-on server of everything's just in one place so they don't have to go to the, here or there. They're going one place, everything that they need is in, it's like a one-stop shop. Absolutely, absolutely. It makes it a lot easier for them um, and hopefully easier for you at home as well when completing schoolwork. So Dr. Kell, knowing that I have a student that's in third grade, I really want them to be successful. I know that they were struggling through this year. I don't feel confident enough that they can go on to fourth grade yet, and I want them to be retained. What type of process, how would that conversation go? Well, to be honest, in this situation, everyone's kind of in the, the same boat. There, there's no difference with your student than many of the other students in there. Retention is, is never a good idea. It causes more problems uh, socially. It you know, degrades the confidence of the student. I, I think that conversation would be that we would not do a retention, but... We're going to collectively agree that we're just going to monitor progress and, and do what is right by the student and by, you know, by the family as well. You know, we are looking at what next year is going to look like, knowing that there are going to be some gaps in what was traditionally been expected. But our philosophy is, you know, we don't look at a, a child as being behind. The child is where the child is. Uh, we will continue to move them forward. Now, the as long as they... They do a year's worth of growth within a year. That is really our expectation, and that's all we can put on them. In some instances, they're going to accelerate you know, much quicker uh, for the topics of which they're interested in, and areas they're going to struggle. But that's what makes us unique as an individual. We're going to continue to work with them to get them what they need and make sure that they have no holes that when this process is complete, they're going to be where they need to be. We always look at retention as a last resort, and we always try a series of interventions before that's even considered and we will continue to do the same thing. And this kind of leads us into our last question is, in the past we've had summer enrichment programs which would definitely help these students that may be struggling going into the previous, going into the next school year. Is there any talk yet about what the summer enrichment program what will look like? Is it going to be offered? Where are we at on, on that right now? You know, that, that falls into, once again, what is our guidance going to be like from, from the governor? Right now we are we are under a mandatory shutdown for students for the remainder of the school year. School year ends June 30th. If we're gonna be under a similar stay-at-home order, we may have to look at looking at enrichment from a remote learning perspective as we are currently doing. My hopes in our current planning is that we are going to continue to do the summer enrichment program as we have done for the past three years during the month of July. We may have to make some adjustments. We may have to increase the number of, of classes and reduce the number of students per class. Um, but we definitely want to get those opportunities out there and we probably are going to look at expanding that program you know, to the best of our ability to make sure that we're taking care of as many of those students as we can. And we've always gotten great feedback on our summer enrichment program during the month of July because there's so many different projects and, and, and programs involved in that. So, Yeah, it's, you know, our staff has really done a great job of making it a truly engaging process and that was always our philosophy from the start. We, we always looked at it as giving the students an opportunity to really expand on, on the things that they are most interested in. And I, I think that's where a great deal of learning takes place. So we are going to structure that maybe a little differently because of the unique situation we're in, but we're going to definitely look to uh, not only expand that program, but to really make sure that it delivers on the needs of our students and, 
you know, in a fun and inviting way. That's great. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Um, I'm hoping this answers a lot of the questions you may have, knowing that during this crisis that we are shut down and trying something new with this remote learning. Because, again, it's, it's new for everybody. It's not something that we could plan for because, I mean, we plan for a lot of things, but this is definitely not something that we plan for. Knowing that this just started and knowing we have to do this for the next seven and a half weeks, I'm sure there's going to be some tweaks within the program, tweaks within how the delivery is going to be going out there regarding the content and the communication with the families. So just be patient with us as we go through this process. Be patient with your, ch your children as well because this is something new for them as well because now there's a little bit more expectation for them to be doing something while they're at home. So if there are any other questions that you may have, go ahead and email me at jgribble at riverviewschools.com and we'll see what we can do about setting this up again. Dr. Pakel, this is Sidewright. Thank you very much for your time. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Gribble. And you guys have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pirate On. As we said, we wanted to make sure that we had every opportunity to highlight all of the great things that are going on in our district. If you have something that you would like to have more information on or you would like to showcase, please feel free to contact us uh, via email. Our emails are on the website. Thanks for participating, and we hope you enjoyed this. Pirate On!